0: I'm not like them. I can pretend. I think I'm dumb. Maybe
1: just not, I, I wanted you to ask the Uber driver questions, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I did guess he, the. He, <laughs> Yeah, he wanted me to ask, like, really racist questions. I did not. <laughs> no, I taught I ta- Q my race code, because I was trying to guess the race, and I didn't... Uh, <laughs> All right, guys, hold on, hold on. Uh, Whoa.
2: Um, we can edit that out if there's nothing uh, fun about that opening. But, uh... I think there's some maybe some good stuff there. Yeah. Anyway, like so. yeah. So we're we're thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Ten <laughs> minutes in, um, we're here. We're live with the famous pool house, who's really our uh, our muse and uh, one of the first people that I think really got the got the pod. Um, I think you really you, you you took us to a new level. You got us into some shit that we were not into
1: before. So. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. It's so uh, good to be here. Hi, Q. Hi, A. I'm super happy to uh, to join my brothers in the in the Info Wars once again. Um, I feel like half your audience is probably really excited to hear from me. And like the other half is probably <laughs> maybe a little bit annoyed that I'm back. But, you know, it's, it's all good and fun. And I feel like even the ones, you know, I feel the ones who hate me will still learn something like along the way about themselves. I, I like to think so. that's how you
3: make it in the game pool house you know you (laughs) you you give half the people what they want and and torment the other
1: half and that's the recipe no it happens i don't try to follow any kind of recipe i just follow my heart and when i do that you know it leads me to i guess you know accuse gay people of being born through effects or whatever and (laughs) some people don't some people don't take to that that well. But again, maybe I'm just trying to teach you to, you know, learn something about yourself. Like maybe you have a birth defect. I don't know.
2: I don't think, <laughs> you know, to, to address that minor controversy. This is- <laughs> and I know A is like, um, I know you're like, to a lot of gay Twitter drama but you don't get to see it all like I don't think what you said was like super controversial like the idea that being gay is a deviation <laughs> from the norm which we sometimes do call defects isn't that weird I mean I don't think the language is obviously a language that everyone would want to use but I don't think what you <laughs> said was like dem- <laughs> I don't think what you said was like demonstrably untrue
1: no, cute. You and I are clearly born with birth defects. Like it's, it's obviously true. <laughs> no, I mean, it's yes, okay. It was a little, it's inflammatory, but I don't, think that, um, you know, I don't think that we need to be so adherent to these, like, origin stories of like, homosexuality. Uh, I think that it's used against us as like, gay people, um, and I just feel like, question your assumptions. Where? Why do you know the things you know? You know, I think it's an important uh, lesson for us all, and, you know, like, if it really triggers you so much that, you know, like, maybe you weren't born 100% gay, and maybe there isn't a gay gene, and maybe it's a combination of nurture and nature, you know, like, if you're, those possibilities these are closed to you then i think um maybe maybe you should take a look again <laughs> inside of yourself because this whole like uh born this way argument i really do think has been used to justify a lot of like horrible shit that's been going on uh in the name of like quote-unquote lgbtq and the like you know the root of it all starts at birth with this whole born this way thing that it's an inherent i uh, feel you know, like inherent characteristics so like let's challenge that a little bit that's it's all also i'm so
3: interesting because it's like it's kind of um almost goes back to some of what David M talks about with like the allegiance between like the left and LGBTQ and like pharma and tech or whatever it's kind of that like um like like trust the science version of the origin story of how someone Become is gay or whatever.
2: I also, I also just don't, I don't think it's that big of a, like, okay, like, let's, let's take a, like, a famous figure, Cynthia Nixon, right? Like, mm-hmm. Cynthia Nixon famously said she didn't feel like she was born a lesbian. She feels like she had many male relationships and then fell in love with a particular woman. And that's who she decided to be with in midlife. I don't understand. If you don't think being gay is bad, why is that? a bad thing to have happen, you know what (laughs) I mean? And like, there's plenty of examples of people that that happens to, right? Like people who are like predominantly straight who end up in a same sex relationship at some point in their lives. And if you don't think that it's bad to be gay, that should be a totally
1: fine outcome, you know? Indeed. Well, I just, yeah, I think it really is that the, the quote unquote the science is increasingly the religion, right? And they're like, uh, the, like David has written about. And, and Basil talks about this a lot, too, that they're the, the shock troops that, like, the LGBT are kind of these, like, foot soldiers for this whole, like, uh, regime of biomedical security or technocracy or whatever you want to call it. And it really is, like, this whole religion of just, like, feelings and words. It's a bunch of bullshit, in my opinion. And they have it into these, like, really uh, sanctified, identities and yeah i just i just think we should loosen up a little bit on some of that because it's i don't think it's helpful to to individuals i think you you're better served you know uh freeing yourself from these like stupid fucking like words Mm -hmm. and then it gets into
3: the issue of separating like whatever homosexual attraction and the identity or label of gay which is you know they're not the same thing you know so you even you, you could someone could argue that you are born with homosexual attraction. I, I'm not saying that necessarily, but you could say that and also not necessarily believe that you're born
2: gay. Right. Well, I feel that way because I feel like gay is a political identity and mm-hmm. I and I feel like I was born with predominantly homosexual or same-sex attraction, but I don't like to think of myself anymore as gay because I feel like gay is a political identity. And I do think under the right set of circumstances, like I probably could have been with a woman in some way, shape or form. So it's like, I don't know, like, am I like 95% attracted to men? Definitely. But like, and I, I don't think that that, means I have to align myself with this like ideological group this like voting block or something
1: mm-hmm. I think you know I was thinking about like bottom and top in culture lately and how it's um so consecrated now as an identity and I it was not like this like even 10 or maybe 15 years ago like sure like bottoms and tops in gay culture are uh like their roles right their their sexual positions there's maybe even some personality around it but it's I feel like it's become this thing where it's like, there's much more of this like sturdy identity. It's like, I'm strictly bottom. And there's this whole, this like, uh, like really like rigidness around it where people really identify in this way. And I think it's kind of like, it mirrors it on a smaller level of how these, like you're only a bottom when you're you're bottoming, right? You're like, it's not really an inherent personality trait, but it becomes like this, like a uh, trait that becomes like magnified, I guess, and becomes like a full on marketed identity with the little TM at the end of it, right? And I think that that's the same thing that's really happen with um gay people on a larger scale or homosexuals on a larger scale where it really is probably much more of a spectrum and there is a group of people who fall into the spectrum you know much closer to like exclusive homosexuality but when you're aside from like trying to just live your life you know and when you're not having when you're not having homosexual relations how much of it does it really define who you are ultimately and what other common interests are being you know neglected by um by being forced into these boxes sometimes yeah. And I don't think there's any, uh, unlike, you
2: know, Basil and some other people of my friends, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with having gay sex. And I actually don't think that having like some gay sexual experiences like means you're gay. Like, I don't, I, I, I'm moving away from those. I, I know I used to make fun of that a lot. I used to be like, oh, if a guy's done this, then he's a faggot. Like, I know I used to, like, make those jokes (laughs) a lot, but I'm moving away from that because I don't think it's um, true. I think that it's completely possible for someone to have had um, same-sex experiences. For sure. And to ultimately end up in a heterosexual lifestyle. And I think that that happens (laughs) probably a lot more than people talk about because we're so into this, uh, you know, this binary thing. And oh, we're like, getting mad we're oh go ahead well A. i just
3: wanted to say one thing too which is like i mean i i well, obviously i'm not gay or but i i haven't like fully made up my mind on the issue because and i've talked about this with other friends and people who are gay and stuff and like some people are like well you know there is you know in some sense you have like, you do have legitimate kind of interests in common with these other people, you know, who are same-sex attracted or whatever. And they're, you know, basically arguing that there is value in in having some kind of unified identity or whatever. Um, So I, I don't know. But I mean, I think the other thing to keep in mind is like, where is that identity coming from? Is it coming from like the people up or is it coming from like Madison Avenue down,
2: you know? Well, in Poolhouse and Mine's case, and Basil's case, who are increasingly becoming the most hated gay guys on the internet, <laughs> um,
1: homosexuals, maggots, de- not gay guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're we're like we're like definitely not. Uh, yeah, and I and I don't. I mean, I don't think it's. I, I, you know, I'm not. I, I actually do think that like same sex attracted men, particularly. Sorry, I'm gonna say it. But I do think same sex attracted men, particularly, have created kind of interesting culture. Mm-hmm. I think that that's because they, I do think it's, it probably is just a purely like, uh, organic phenomenon that happens because it's like all these people who are sort of like societal outsiders are kind of like really? con- congregating in these spaces. Like this is what it was in the early 1900s and shit. Like they're congregating in these spaces that are, then and, and they are, they do create some sort of like subculture. And I think a lot of cool shits come out of that. Like maybe this is a good like segue into indie sleaze, but like, <laughs> I think a lot of like good music has come out of that. I think a lot of good arts come out of that. And I and I don't think it's I I don't think it's like an accident. I think it comes from the marginalization. But now we're supposed to believe that the marginalization is evil and now we just have all this like super watered down gay content that's mm-hmm. that's that's that's
1: capital yeah. that's capital R
2: representation, but it's it's not good art anymore.
1: Exactly, all the best, all the culture that you're describing. There is good gay culture of course, or, or homosexual culture. The most of it came from when it was on the outskirts, right? When it wasn't main, accepted by the mainstream, anyway, right? Like uh, many of the mannerisms, just like the you know the lexicon, uh, the references, the idea of camp, all these things predate you know any like white's acceptance, you know. And I feel like you're totally right. It's become watered down, and we what do we have like? RuPaul's Drag Race like I'm sorry it's just like I get it does give good memes I guess so I like, will give like some credit there maybe that's the best we have but like I just feel like um, there is a purpose for all of this culture and that's the same thing I feel like when people get mad at me on like the trans issue it's like I don't have like, a problem with people who are trans but this is like the idea that it's this like thing that's like a widespread thing that happens across society is ridiculous it it was on the outskirts for a reason just like gay people there's only so many of us the planet can take like let's just be real and i think that that's fair and i think we should be kept like not in the shadows but just like you know in our place gays and trannies need to know their place (laughs)
2: yeah and now we have to like retcon like all fucking like now like all the stuff that gay people did it's like now it's like the, it, it all it's all trans it's like actually trans people did it
1: exhausting like,
2: gay people were just sitting around doing nothing and the trans yeah, fucking yeah fucking and then fucking black, okay. black trans black trainees of color or whatever were the ones who. Q, you're a little
3: quiet. I don't know if you can turn up your mic on the thing.
2: Yeah, I can. I can. It's also just my raspy voice because I've been smoking too much. Your elf bar. (laughs) (laughs) Is it better? Yeah, it's better now. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, Pool House, give us your thoughts. You listened to Mellie's episode about Indie Sleaze, and it's like, come back. I've, I've, since Mellie's episode, decided that it's come it's coming back like everything in a super watered-down way, but what are what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, shout out Mellie. I loved Mellie. She was so awesome. I, I did not... I feel like this is on me, but I got... Sorry, there's a loud noise. Uh, Jesus. My gang stalkers are doing, like, this thing where they put loud noises outside the apartment again. Shout out Mellie. Didn't know about her until Thoughts and prayers which uh i love and like uh she was great uh you guys talked about indie sleeves, which is awesome i think i've decided like thoughts and prayers is certainly like a, a new indie sleaze adjacent mm-hmm. program i feel like or you're like the cultural commentators i feel on this subject so like Thank you for allowing me to come and just like chime in into the into the zeitgeist that you're kind of pioneering here Um, because you guys. You it's, it's so fun.
2: sad because it's like aging indie sleaze party people. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's like who we have on. Like <laughs> you well, know, Somebody's got to hold yeah. it down
3: Q. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i feel like uh well you know it's interesting because it's like we okay that year I'll, I'll claim part of it like i came i predate indie sleeves I, I can talk about electric clash maybe in a minute but i guess like i claim that year or two right i was still clubbing into well into my like well too, well into my 30s way too long and so I, that year did not have a name so in a way it's kind of interesting to be a, a as a part of a time that like didn't have a name that is being retroactively like, it's being retconned right it's kind of being cobbled together like it existed it happened but i and i i don't think it was quite as organized though as like they uh like want us to kind of believe it was um but i know yeah it was like that moment right of kind of like a convergence of rock music i think and like dance music and i think you nailed it cute when you called it like hipster like that's kind of all anybody really i feel like referred to it as at you know time yeah mm-hmm. for sure I don't know. Like, I just, um, I feel like, I, I don't know how crazy it, into my esoteric theories I should get, but I'll just say that I think I did go through this thing called clash, right? And it was, uh, I guess a little before what they call indie sleaze although I've noticed a lot of that like uh, clash, is kind of being like put on the the playlists and stuff it's being referenced kind of one and the same um, but that was like in the early 2000s kind of post 9-11 and it's like I know like Peaches is a big artist there I guess or like, uh, yeah, of, like totally stuff you know like that was the same thing like the strokes kind of came up at that Talking time on my like, titties like
2: you wanted what me what calling you? me all the time love that one
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it was like I don't know I just feel like that was like a really organic moment that had started to happen there and it kind of i don't know like yeah i feel like this uh when i started like my uh my, my like zine backlash like it was kind of like around that same time and uh just before this like word electro clash kind of started and there really was like this kind of worldwide almost moment where like all these people started doing kind of the same thing but we're like separate like everyone was kind of being this like same doing the same kind of referential uh kind of 80s like i, I guess like ironic thing or whatever right like the stuff we associate with indie sleeves the same thing like kind of just like cool detached but kind of like funny and ironic you know uh, i think the, the dare record like captures like the whole spirit i like, think really well uh, it's it's totally just like that kind of party people vibe but it was also like there's i don't know this like marketing term that suddenly came up and it felt like just really like fake and gay that people were trying to sort of take something that was really like organic and make it into something that it wasn't you know to sell it to like vice magazine that's that was like the big proponent of like electric flash at the time and i just feel like seeing this whole indie sleeves like retcon thing happen now it feels exactly the same thing but in reverse which is really strange to see and i think these things happen to kind of like Sort of suppress organic, actual things that are happening that are actually really positive, where energies amongst people are aligning and people are kind of coming to the same like uh, frequency or ideas uh, organically. And these, like, kind of fake, I don't know, indie sleaze, like corporate kind of versions of like what's really going on get kind of like pitched back to us to sort of suppress and like kind of shatter those things. And so, like, I don't what, know, like dime square. Dime's fucking square. Why be a dime when you could be a quarter? You know, like don't even like don't sell yourself short. I guess I don't know. Like it's my message on indie sleeves. Like I really enjoy the individual records and the music, but I also. I like okay back to the dare like do you really think that was an organic campaign do you think that was an organic fucking oh, no. record you know no, like no. no way like i could probably tell you the name of the pr company like that actually like was responsible for getting that out there and the whole like the whole controversy over like the record cover was like so like Engineered and played on all these tropes, and it's exploiting a lot of the same like kind of cultural issues that uh, that you talk about on the show a lot. And I don't know, it's just it's a little dangerously ingrained in like kind of this uh, counter narrative space that we're in that is becoming <laughs> increasingly faker and gayer by the day, right? And it just seems first of all, it's wild to see this like indie sleaze thing suddenly converge with it all. Like I, I don't know, does it feel weird to you that like indie sleeves is so like. Not just back, back, but like back in like the space that you're in. Do you feel that it's kind of like serendipitous? What do you think, A? (laughs)
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah, I I tend to agree that the the dare thing definitely didn't feel organic. Well, we already identified the like connection to Taylor Swift or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he came up f- from a teacher at that elite um private school in New York City, which was like the same as like Epstein and also like Ron DeSantis and yeah. uh, I feel like other people, <laughs> I don't know so yeah no it definitely feels like weird in that regard and then but also like yeah it's like they yeah like even with how there were all those articles like we've talked about on this show with like vanity fair and the like new right blah 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 you know like they're Mm -hmm. trying like like you were saying about they're identifying this emerging group of people who are converging on like the same kind of ideas and And they're trying to put that into a box and be like, well, actually, no, like, isn't it more like this, you know, and kind of redirect it. Maybe that's like what it feels like a little bit to me.
2: That's actually that's actually really smart, A, because I I agree. Like I I was wondering when the Vanity Fair piece happened, like where they were going to take it and it does seem like indie sleaze is how they're is how they've decided to funnel it. Right. They're like, okay, it's, it's actually not (laughs) a new fascist uprising in the U S it's, which it, which to be clear, I don't actually think that that's what was happening, (laughs) but they were like, but they were like, no, instead it's just these, like, it's like the same shit as like 2008. It's like these party people and they're just kind of like, doing their party thing and they're like a little bit edgy and that's they're fine. over it all yeah and yeah they're over it all they're apolitical mm-hmm. they don't give a shit you
1: know exactly you nailed it too you talked about how it last uh with Melly, how it was like pre kind of pc kind of the resurgence of woke culture or whatever like they're it's and you just yeah you said kind of a vehicle it's like they're laundering it kind of they're using it to sort of launder whatever this is and i'm not I'm not so sure it's to mitigate the idea of fascism honestly i think there's more of a like strategy of tension going on between like the kind of woke culture and this emergent whatever you want to call it uh, and i think maddie healy that whole piece of it and if the fact that taylor swift is adjacent there is a good representative of the same kind of dichotomy of like taking somebody who is uh like was originally kind of like appealing to sort of like i guess more of a woke i guess audience it's younger audience and then kind of like tinkering with the formula a little bit there's this kind of like a uh, dichotomy at play there it feels hegelian sorry i'm just gonna say it and i feel like there's just like there's sinister forces at play in the culture right now the beats are good the dare i love the record it, it is good they do great They're things at, at pop factory it's amazing but i just uh b- take everything with a grain of caution this uh this summer that's um that was my that's my message on indie sleeves i guess <laughs>
2: Yeah. And I mean, I guess ironically, like politically speaking, if they can, if they can like move whatever this energy is on the right into some sort of like fuck it, apoliticals, like druggy thing. It's like, well, then those people are out of the, they're out of the game, right? Like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna politically mobilize. They're not gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna do anything to lash back against the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of you know what, what they I did mean? with the dirtbag left, right? Yeah, it's like, it's like turn these, like these ideas that are like you know, somewhat challenging to the regime, but just, like, give it a new thing, and then, like, you guys are off over there. You're, like, in a (laughs) K-hole, like, in some, like, shithole part of New York City that no one gave a shit about two years ago, and you're not gonna, like, Mm -hmm. actually like i don't know do anything to Mm -hmm. (laughs) change anything
1: vote for trump I, i think a lot of this honestly is to pull people away from trump that sounds maybe crazy to some people but there's a lot of energy being put towards making people not support him as a candidate it seems very clear that he's not wanted and these are a lot of people who would be putting energy in that direction and that's another lesson i'll tell people watch out for the people who are absolutely telling you to stay away from donald trump i mean things i guess could change in the real world and there's actually like real crimes at surface but so far i feel like there's a lot of energy that seems very fake and uh and i think that this entire operation could be like part of that too not just like not just against lockdowns and things like that and to neutralize that energy but really directly in the in the coming like 18 months
3: mm-hmm. well and the fact that they're letting rfk jr run feels like definitely they're trying to get people away from an alternative to Trump, you know.
2: I actually um I talked about this a little bit on the last episode um with that we recorded with Basil, but one thing that was refreshed, I actually had my first uh, I guess, debut <laughs> into some of the dime Square crowd when I went to Icarus Fest. And one thing I felt I felt kind of like uh excited about was that people like, you know, some of the speakers were actually talking about how I I don't, and I still don't know where I land on this, but they were like, a lot of them seem to believe that Trump actually was an anomaly. Like it wasn't actually in the plan. Like something, something managed to happen that was um, completely off script. Like, like basically they were like the establishment wanted Hillary and then this like crazy thing did happen and like, they didn't know what to do. But one thing they mentioned, which I've thought about a lot is that, you know, so Trump like gets into office. Right. And then he realizes like, Oh shit. Like if I don't go along with this establishment shit, they're going to, they're going to kill me. They're going to assassinate me. You know what I mean? So, and he's not about that. Like he's about himself. So they, you know, like they're, so it was interesting to hear a lot of them talk about that, how they actually, they do believe like in their analysis, that something off script like happened but then you know the deep state the security state was really quickly like nah bro like you're not firing all these bureaucrats like (laughs) you gotta you're gonna fall right in line and you're gonna follow the plan because like we will kill you (laughs) like I kind of think that that all right I think I definitely think that thought crossed his mind I don't know how directly it was said to him but you know
1: well he didn't release there was the jfk papers he was supposed he's supposed to release like i think the whole file or whatever he was to put everything out there and that i think got walked back at some point <laughs> um i think i think he's a time traveler kind of which i don't know exactly what i mean by that it's like confusing but he's transcended time and i think you're right it was an anomaly or, or those people are right i think there is a a time war at play and i think that he's um, a part of it and that's i guess all i can say on the matter other than looking to his uncle and the tesla papers that stuff is crazy yeah i don't know i mean it was just nice to be in a
2: space where like I- i've i've actually never um you know again i i was probably in a room full of feds like i'm sure i got put on like more lists just even like sitting there me and my me and my crew of faggots and trannies the only (laughs) the only the only not white bros there me, me and my me and my me and my tranny girls hanging out um but uh it was nice to finally fucking hear people talk about uh like some of this stuff you know what i mean that was like that was like not like in in an irl sense because like i don't have that many people irl who are down to talk about that shit with me so that was cool um one thing that did not come up while i was there um is this whole like alien op thing um and a i didn't even watch the video you sent me but can you can you tell the listeners what happens in the video you sent me and and also tell me what happens in the video you sent me yeah
3: i mean it was just it was just ridiculous so i i mean like I, i assume you've seen the film uh what is it called uh uh Signs by M. Night Shyamalan, the alien movie. And there's like this scene kind of uh, like, almost like the, the COVID propaganda early on of like the Chinese people just like collapsing suddenly in the street. And they were saying like, Oh, these dying of this new virus or whatever. And in the, in signs, there's this scene, like a fairly, I guess, memorable scene from that film where um, your first like so, like there's r- reports of this alien invasion or whatever but the first time you ever like see the alien it's just like um, at a, like a Mexican ch- kid's birthday party and it just like runs in the background like real quick like a home video kind of you know like shaky cam whatever and um and so like basically it was just they literally just basically made remade that scene i mean not not exactly but it's like this like latino teenager who's he's and this is what it just like none of it really makes sense so it was like he just the way it's set up is him just like taking like a selfie kind of video with his cell phone but he's like so um i don't think i'm not i guess i shouldn't i'm not gonna try to do the like (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he's you know he's just like you know some people aren't gonna believe this but like i saw what i saw and like you know so i'm just gonna talk about it and you know i was outside it was at midnight and i was working on my truck with my brother Or whatever. And then, like, all of a sudden, there was like a big uh, collision. It was like a huge collision, bro. And, like, and he kept, he literally kept using the word collision. I was like, who, who fucking says that? Like, it doesn't, you know. (laughs) He was and, like,
2: "It was a collision essay." Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, for, it, for real, this
2: shit was a collision,
3: bro.
0: It was mad crazy. Yeah. And so he's just
3: kind of like talking about it or whatever, and and just basically lays out this timeline of what happened, where like. There was this crazy collision and like they went to see like what happened. And then he says, and I saw a creature, eight to 10 feet tall creature. And he doesn't, he said it had big eyes, you know, but so whatever, that's basically the video. But then there's like also like in addition. Of- is he
2: sure it wasn't Brittany Griner? <laughs> 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 Like anyway. a dr- Britney Griner drunk
3: driving incident. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so yeah. So then, as a companion video to this, though, they also released like the the sort of found footage, like shaky cam vid that th- this kid like supposedly took when this shit was going down, and they're like, oh, let's go check it out or whatever. And, um, and then that's where you kind of have the like shadow of what could maybe be an alien or something kind of in the background. Like that's like as much as you get basically.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. It really fucking sucks that I don't think it's real because I would fucking love it if aliens happened in my, my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> I would think it was so rad and I'd be so excited about it. But yeah, I it's it's depressing to me that it's they're not even pulling it off that well, you know?
1: Predictive programming, I guess, yeah. strikes again, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel it's interesting how many people are saying, like, don't believe it's alien. Like, absolutely, like and again, like, I don't, I think this is an operation, a psychological operation, and I don't know, I think the aliens are probably demons, like you were talking about with KB recently, I, I think there's strong evidence to suggest that whatever they're, uh, in, working with are not necessarily, like, uh, space creatures or in spacecraft that's just kind of like uh, i think kind of the cover but i feel like EA regardless i don't know i just think <laughs> yeah, i know there's a lot it. of people who are just trying to tell people not to believe in aliens whatsoever and it's really interesting to me to see that already there's a lot of division over this uh very topic in in the very like you know spaces that we we, we hang out in
3: well so let me ask you this pool house because i guess we sort of were you know thinking about bringing hoffman into the alien discussion
0: Um, but so
3: i guess the idea you're alluding to here is that within these sort of whatever elite secret societies um including freemasons and whatever all else is mixed up in there okay they have this um kind of occult religion or i don't know how you want to call it but something (laughs) along those lines that is um based
2: behind the sun
3: yeah based in belief in sort of a god or uh, supreme sort of beings that originate from the star sirius am i sort of correct with my summary here
1: that's uh, but yeah that's i guess uh definitely like a Freemasonic uh teaching i guess uh, allegedly i think that comes from probably uh, albert pike's um work or his he is a, a famous american freemason that uh, uh i forget the name of the text but he wrote a, a lot of the like stuff that we know about freemasonry he uh he published it was um it was th- that we know publicly i guess yes yeah, so there is some stuff with uh serious and so I think what you're where kind of- but then it, i guess here just to elaborate then
3: is like Why do we not, why are we so certain that there's not spaceships or whatever that, like, how did they get from this other star over to here? You know what I mean?
1: Well, it could be through, okay, there's a lot of things. It could be through spaceships, yes. It could be through, like, some kind of portals or sort of dimensional movements. I sometimes think that what we see as spaceships are just our brains trying to make sense of something. It's basically incomprehensible to us because it's like, operate on more than one dimensions that we can't perceive I guess basically we can only see in three dimensions so we're seeing some kind of thing that's like fucking imp- imperceptible basically but it's happening and so our brain basically organizes it into a spacecraft uh in order to like make sense of it essentially like uh, uh, the way that our brain will do sometimes with with you know <laughs> with reality and i think cuz you know you see spacecraft kind of change over uh, over the time it's interesting if you look at like victorian age spacecraft they look victorian and then they like get more and more modern as time goes on um so that's kind of i think uh, interesting I, I think it's more like a psychological effect i guess Um, So I do think it's very possible that they are real, but also not necessarily necessarily against planetary species. Uh, Ultimately, though, I do think there is something going on, I think. And what you're kind of alluding to with this uh, secret religion, I kind of, I'm starting to think of more of just like, the, it's the system it's like a system that these people know about and it involves these things so these whatever they are these creatures uh, or like i call them the visitors sometimes or whatever uninvited visitors but there's these like there's a system that uh works in conjunction with them i'm, I'm very certain and then freemasonry and all these other kinds of like uh, groups that we we know about like are just kind of like their versions of operating on this system Mm hmm. Well, and- I want to I want to bring
2: something in here if it's OK, which really reminded me of like stuff like both McGowan and Hoffman write about, which is that like there's this new scandal breaking today about this like body selling at Harvard. <laughs> um, and I thought that was just so bizarre. And the way it was presented in the media was so bizarre because they don't really explain what these people were doing with these body parts, you know? Um, Yeah. It's,
3: they act like that's of no interest. That it's all (laughs) like, it's all just, Oh, this crazy doctor was selling body parts, but like, okay. But like where, I mean,
2: who was, where were they going? Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. It's very weird. They were being sold out of this elite institution. It's like, what who was buying the body parts what were they for why do you need human heads um i, I can't imagine any other reason you would need human heads besides some sort of occult practice and i mean i know that's like more mcgowan than hoffman but i was just like although i mean hoffman talks about all the occult stuff too but it was just like i, I was just like wow what the fuck is going on here and like they and even in all the articles they were printing this image of one of the people who was buying the body parts, and they kept putting the headline like, um, "You know, Harvard mort more, i don't know what they call those people—morgue workers that mm-hmm. uh, sells body parts." And it was like a guy with like face tattoos who looked like a fucking fetal Ooh. alcohol syndrome retard. But that's not even—that's not even the guy. That's not the guy who was working at the morgue at Harvard. He was just one of the people who was buying the shit. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying—they're almost trying to like they're like oh it was just this freak you know what i mean but i'm like no it was a, it was a mortician that's the word at harvard someone hired there yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> well
3: and that's what they always try to do it's very similar to the epstein thing where they try to make the story like epstein was this crazy pedophile like he just himself loved fucking kids and you know was like putting them in his airplane or whatever but it was like there was a whole social blackmail scene around that that is never discussed and and like how at the trial uh, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial they never inquired at all as to like who the fuck was going on these trips to this island or anything it was all just you know um, no interest in that so yeah it's just another thing almost like a scapegoat thing like yeah, like pinning it on this one
1: figure, and mm-hmm. I feel like, and even if okay, they weren't doing occult things, which I think they're. You're- probably right Q. they probably are doing gross weird things like they're doing some kind of weird black market off the books medical research then in that case and I don't know I, I replied to you I wrote a thread for some reason that I, you reminded me of with that post about um, body snatching go to the Wikipedia for like body snatching if you want to spend an afternoon into the history of this like strange practice it's very like there's a whole history to it they that this is why there's actually medical oversight is because they couldn't stop stealing Bodies for like whatever it is they need to do with them, and I think maybe it's part of this same system. Maybe they use them to to channel aliens. I don't know, but it's like very strange that you would need uh, bodies privately. Like it just—it's never. I've never had the need for like a dead body. Like I can think of, you know, it's just like seems like a hassle. In fact, so and the whole process of acquiring one seems like a little bit crazy too. So the fact that there's like networks and there's an entire system for it—it reminds me of exactly like Epstein or child pornography or these other things that are like. Why is there even a, a market for this in the first place uh it's very strange yeah i mean
2: i guess with the hoffman stuff which was actually like really fucking freaking me out obviously as i read it like i was like in kind of a dark place but i just like if this whole cult is kind of like running everything um i'm like how does I always come back to the question it's like how does any of it leak out like what's the point of any of it couldn't they just conceal it completely um, and, and and that just that, that bothers me because it's like they want enough of it to leak out for us to be like really really scared.
3: well that's the whole revelation of the method thing yeah, yeah. they want us
2: to be terrified like they mm-hmm. want me to read this yeah, it's psychological
3: section. warfare yeah
2: Yeah, because that's awful. Could you imagine if your loved one, you found out their brain was sold to, like, some weird, like, Tennessee, like, backwoods shack where they're, like, doing God knows what? I mean, it's awful.
3: (laughs) Or even if they are doing some crazy medical experiments on it, that's equally
1: disturbing. I mean, you know. In this section. and they're like, they're like raising the dead like in the backwoods of some shack they've got some I don't know Tesla technology to reanimate a corpse like there could be who knows like it's just it's not it's, it doesn't sound great I don't know
2: yeah I mean I don't yeah
1: Oh yeah, and like yeah, I was gonna say actually, the revelation of the method piece is interesting. Uh, Q, when you said that, it kind of like why? I guess it kind of reminds me of like Chinese water torture. I guess kind of where it's like this drip, 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 and I think there is some kind of like almost like karmic or universal law component to it, where they. Have to disclose. It, it's about like consent, I think. And there's like this sort of like underlying principle. And, and Hoffman talks about this, I think, uh, of just like yeah, they they need you to, ha- they need your permission essentially. Otherwise, it's like uh, they'll go to hell or whatever. I don't know exactly like how it works, but it's like essentially like there's this kind of karmic uh, like balance which they have to maintain. Where if they um, don't have the consent, then they're technically it's, it's almost like a legality. And it sounds crazy, but I think a lot of things uh, operate on these strange like like, loopholes in kind of nature and, like, in, in the system and, like, in, like, a universal law.
3: I think there's also different levels at which you can kind of analyze it. And another one being that, like, I think it has some strategic value just in demoralizing everyone um, for a few different reasons. But, like, I think one aspect being, like, you know, I don't know if y'all are familiar. I bet I'm sure Pool House is, but with this kind of theory that the pandemic was essentially uh, I- at least initiated as a kind of um, s- uh, short-term solution to an uh, economic crisis, like a financial crisis. So I think there's sort of different levels at which like the, the whole system is just kind of unstable and they're sort of unable to fully keep the hidden dimensions of the system a secret fully because of mm-hmm. its sort of collapsing and um, and the basically they're trying to make people become aware of all the shit that's happening and basically accept
1: it. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. in order to renew the lease i I have a whole theory about the planetary lease that like it's up like right there's some kind of whoever runs the planetary government uh, there's a lease and it's up and it's actually, it's our turn. I think it's the people's turn to like take over the lease and the people who've been running like a fraud essentially on the planet for thousands of years want to renew that lease and perpetuate this kind of fraud. And they need to kind of have our buy-in to a certain degree in order to do that. And it's not going to work this time because it's like, no, we actually are going to take over the planetary lease. It's our planet. We're going to like heal it and whatnot and like have a future and just be getting like nice instead of like the shithole it is today and I think there are a lot of reasons it is the shithole it is today is because of these like whatever like whatever these creatures are and I don't think there is in that video that was from the government but I do think there's evidence that suggests there's some kind of There's something out there, you know, and that our like planetary government, like literally, there's are in cahoots with them. And I mean, when you look at the madness today, it's either driven by like a demonic force or AI or both. That's like my analysis at this point that these people aren't even like following their own, like our leaders are not following their own will. They are following the will of some other darker force. And it's more of just a matter of like, what is it?
2: That's part of Hoffman too, right? Like the religion before religion, like the like the like the most ancient religion. You know, it's like that's it. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a govern like a uh like a government. It's like it could literally just be this like old something so old that you know, and and that's that's scary shit, you know. The ancient Egyptians, they were
1: up to some shit.
2: I really think they were up to some weird shit.
1: And even before that, I, I even think before it, that, yeah. And yeah, maybe a government's not the right word, but it's like a it's a system. And I don't think it's like unbroken in the sense of like those people who were like in charge like back then and kept the same power for thousands of years to today. But I think that there is this it's hard, it's like a structure. It's almost like this rule book that does exist that whoever is kind of running the show kind of is following. And sometimes maybe it's not so uh, corrupt or evil, but a lot of times it is. And I think it usually (laughs) involves whoever the Egyptians were talking to. I know these weird, these things. It's the same thing with like like Crowley and Hoffman talks about this. They connect like these Egyptian, these old gods, right. From like ancient times to like sort of the things that modern witches and uh, warlocks were trying to like summon up for like shits and giggles. It's Mm -hmm. pretty crazy.
3: And you still see a lot of the Egyptian imagery, you know, like in on the dollar bill, you have the pyramid and like, the eye and, yeah.
2: The hot coven that's going to kill me. They all wear the onks, mm. you know? <laughs>
1: oh, coven. yeah. Shout out, hot coven. Don't <laughs> kill like, me.
2: Like, <laughs> I also am, like, I, it's just sad to me that, like... so. But it, I, your, your view of everything is optimistic, Bullhouse. I'm just, like, we have this, like, weird, esoteric religion that could have existed for thousands and thousands of years, and instead we have someone on Netflix being, like... Cleopatra was black that's what, my, <laughs> that's what that's what my grandma said and that's what I believe and it's like <laughs> this is what we're debating about it's like your grandma told you Cleopatra was black like what is
1: it's like well, so, so stupid it is and that's an exploitation of this like whole this stolen history this whole lost like I feel like there is a lot of history that's not being told to us they weren't <laughs> white or black they were aliens I mean, exactly exactly uh,
2: <laughs> they were they were otherworldly beings like why are, why are we even talking about
1: uh, this don't get me started i'll go on my like race uh, science theory of like when the different races started and we probably i probably shouldn't <laughs> explain that yet without charts but i feel like i do think that there is a lot of things not told to us and it's a uh, part of this this system it's is withholding withholding real information from us and but the reason i'm optimistic is because that's all they have all they have is like lies and like manipulation and distortion and once they don't have truth they're not pure and true right and i think we we just need to encourage people to be pure and true and like just it, it's it's gonna be okay we have the ultimate power and we have the ultimate control and the more people who know that the easier it gets to just shut it down completely you don't think we're all out of Africa? <laughs> oh, <okay>. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so men are from mars and women are from venus and so we have to go back No, i do no, out of africa so i do so you're gonna tell me you think chinese people and black people originated from the same place
2: no i i mean like i don't think that i'm
1: just saying like
2: i was it was actually funny because i was i was talking with some really normie friends a few months ago about 23andme and i was like well, how far back does it go? And they were like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, if we're going to believe this genetic corporation, we all just spit our genes into for free. Um, <laughs> actually, we we paid them. Yeah. We were like, take, yeah. <laughs> we were like, take our genetic material. <laughs> yeah. We paid them to take our genetic material and i was like and i was like and it comes back and it's like it's like you're german but i'm like but wait what does that mean because if we're all out of africa like how far yeah. back like i was like how far back is it going like i was like Shiny. i was like wouldn't it just say like we're all african you know what i mean so I was, and like and like no one was able to really explain to me and then like they were like well what do you mean out of africa and i'm like Well, that's the predominant, like, that's what they tell you in school now. That's what I learned in, like, school, like, that everyone came from Africa. And they were like, I don't believe that. They were like, I think we all, like, just evolved, like, where we were whatever. And I was like, well that's according to these people that's like a really racist belief (laughs) because (laughs) I was like then we're all different species or something and that's like not you know that's like not good or and they were like so confused what I was talking about I (laughs) I was like well I'm glad that like this stuff has sort of like missed the normie like they don't even care they're not even like thinking about it you know what I
1: mean I can't I love that you were saying how far back does it go to twenty three and me. I'm dying at that cue. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but I think it is important to say that it is actually all one race. The human race is actually there's enough that binds us together when compared to like black goo like alien species from like uh Antares or whatever. They have don't they don't even have vertebrae, probably. They have like giant uh, yellow eyes like gloves. I mean we can all uh, we
2: can all fuck and make babies.
1: Exactly. We there's enough that binds the races. Whenever they started from whatever they planet they originally started from, you know, it doesn't matter because the human race, there's enough which binds us, including the NPCs. I, I wanna shout out. I <laughs> yeah. Like a black, black guy could
2: fuck a Japanese lady, they could have a baby.
1: Well, as a mixed race supremacist, I won't get into it. But as a mixed race supremacist, I would like to see the charts before it happens, but I would likely approve.
2: <laughs> a black guy with his big giant dick can, t- can fuck a teeny tiny Japanese pussy. And they, they can make a they can make a baby. It actually Genzo's just splits her in two.
1: It's just like a little cloning situation, like Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> That's how the Emperor built his army. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. That reminds me of how everyone's freaking out about the weekend saying on the Idol, uh, finger that tight tiny little pussy. (laughs) Um, And now there's this big debate if that's, like, normal sexy talk or not. We don't have to get into that. I just think it's funny. Is it good? Do you like the Idol cue? No, it's bad. We talked about it in the last episode, too, so we don't have to get into it. It's really bad. Have either of you ever said finger your tiny, tight little pussy to someone? No. (laughs) <laughs> dude, dude,
1: calm, okay, so I call my butt, hold well, my little spaghetti.o So I have said, no, <laughs> no, pull out. Like that. Um, so maybe it's like tickle my little spaghetti.o Like I oh, may said, no. <laughs> oh, no, okay, okay, okay. I wish I had not.
2: <laughs> I kind of wanted A to say that maybe he had done something like that because I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be, I thought it be good for the listeners. But for the, the listeners, ad- spank, bank yeah it went a, it went a it went a direction I like didn't oh no no now never.
1: that he knows it can be called the little spaghetti he <laughs> might try it you never know it, it's safe it's safe it's I feel like it's kind of a soft
3: but shirt. I feel like um, that's not even controversial and it's literally just one of those things where there it's just a marketing campaign for the show where they're like oh my god he said this crazy thing like
2: it's not I actually crazy? don't think it's that crazy I mean if someone actually said that in a bedroom I think if you're not wasted, um, I mean, I think like wasted, something like that could be said and it could kind of fly in the moment. But if you're if you're stone cold sober and someone says something like that, you're going to laugh. But I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think it's crazy. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, like, that's, disgust. that's, just, that's disgusting. Like, I just think it's sort of like cringy. But um, we can move on to another trying to go to telling us something gay. Um <laughs> what if you think of the the White House titties, <laughs> did you see them? Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Well. What? Yeah. So let's, pull up a to, let's recap
3: for we'll the pull up listeners up actually, but, there were
1: two because there was scar tissue and there was the full yeah, breast. Yeah. So there
3: was this White House Pride event and like on the White House lawn or whatever they call it, and um, I guess like it. Went kind of viral because there was this photo, or I guess, I don't know. For a while, there was a topless, <laughs> uh, a topless trans woman and a trans man, but who had like the top surgery, so they were like, you know, they looked like a they didn't have breasts, and um, and then i guess like they the white house ended up like issuing an apology or something because that was like unbecoming of the white house or something all right
2: i'm gonna play while you talk i'm gonna play the video for all
3: of us (laughs)
0: okay
3: and Um, then it went even further viral because some like right-wing twitter talking head guy was like you gotta admit like the like what the tranny looks great or
2: something <laughs>
0: so,
2: <laughs> jesse <looks> kelly nice <gasps> t- oh my god the video is even crazier than i thought because in the video she's shaking joe biden's hand and then seconds later she's jiggling her titties in front of
1: <laughs> many such cases
3: <laughs> yeah and it's like you know this trans woman with like giant fake tits you know
1: she looks like Kelly Dodd from Real Housewives of Orange County. Some gay listeners might agree. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. That was wild. Um, <laughs> the, the, I don't know. The tranny tweet was really funny just because I feel like that is my impact. I honestly, like... <sighs> Not to brag, but I feel like I dropped tranny when I was talking about Janet Reno on Thoughts and Prayers, January, 2023. <laughs> I've seen it spiral. out. I, I hear them saying faggot on Rare Candy. I approve. I see the incremental, you know, like the ratcheting up. And now we've gotten to Jesse Kelly. Unfortunately, though, we've crossed the line because he said... Like he said, he she looked good, which is kind of crazy of him to stake his like uh, conservative, I guess, reputation on uh, being a chaser. But here we are. And to
3: answer the, I think where the question was going is, does he or she look good? For me, it's a no, <laughs>
2: personally, but to each their own. There was no part of you, if you didn't know that he was trans, would think no, the boobs look nice. No, I mean, well, because you've seen a, like the real thing, and they kind look a obviously...
3: larger, statured individual for my yeah, tits. kind of kind of giving brick for yeah, sure. Like...
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you like a? This is again fodder for the listeners. Do you like fake titties the way they look, or do you think they look gross? Like generally.
0: Um,
2: I mean, I
3: I don't like the look where they're going for like. Where it looks like intentionally like you had a boob job. You know what I mean? Mm Yeah.
2: But if it's just like. Like like you don't like, you don't really, you're not into the Pam Anderson. Yeah,
3: exactly.
2: Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I think the Pam Anderson I mean they look hard to me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like the that's not the vibe, you know. And I and I have played with some titties before and I think the fun the fun part of them is that they're they're soft. They're you know precisely that's what's that's what's nice about them. You don't want to like a rock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i feel like this tranny like looked good i will say like in the sense of like sure like like physically but again back it, it would be much more appropriate she'd be much more appropriate i feel more comfortable if she was in like i don't you know dungeon in berlin doing coke with a bunch of like clubbers i don't think that's terrible to say i don't mean like a real dungeon i mean a sex dungeon where i think she'd be happy and thriving apparently
3: now the white house lawn just is a sex dungeon
1: berlin it's the hottest club in berlin (laughs) it it is now the white house lawn i don't know you know what i mean like just didn't feel appropriate and I, i think yeah i don't think it would be appropriate for anyone to even being shirtless i think it was weird well i think it was weird for a male to be shirtless at a white house but it is not the place to take your clothes off it, 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 unless you work there.
2: <laughs> I got dragged by some like Arab only whore. He was like, Oh, don't make a don't make a big deal out of it. It's just some titties. And I'm like on the White House lawn. And he's like, <laughs> sure. and he was like, Me and my me and my mates. Uh of course he's like British Arab or whatever, but he was like, Me and my mates, like, we've like flashed our asses in front of Buckingham Palace. And I'm like, Did you do it at an audience with the Queen? It's like we're not just we're not just talking about standing in front of Buckingham (laughs) Palace like like, this person was uh, like attending an event like at the at the White House. I'm sure people have taken many vulgar pictures outside of those gates like I've walked past them. You know, I'm sure people have done stuff there. But I mean, it's just ridiculous. (laughs) It's too far.
3: They've gone too far. By the time you're having a pride event at the White House, I feel like. There's enough pride, you know what I mean? Mm, mm.
2: Yeah, pride I- is a sin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am a I am a Christian and I'm not going to apologize for it. I do think that Jesus partially came to wipe out some of this weird ancient bullshit that was going on and give us something more wholesome. I think if you're fucking with paganism and magic, you're asking for trouble. And that's I'm just going to say all that. I believe that. I believe it. Actually, I'm not being ironic. I think it's true. And pride is a sin.
1: Mm-hmm. As is lust and envy, the probably more appropriate, I think, names for the month of June. <laughs> if we're going to celebrate gay people, it would probably I would call it, yeah gay lust that would actually be more accurate i think uh, for like the kind of activities on display i don't know i just think exactly you shouldn't be
2: proud to be gay you should you should you should try not to have pride in your life
1: it's a birth defect you
2: should, you should try you should try to be humble in all things you should be a humble person as much as you possibly can be
1: You know, and isn't it interesting? I feel like the word... uh, I
2: really believe that. I'm not... This is not like... I really think being humble is a virtue. Mm -hmm. You know,
1: like... Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like there's a conflation? Cause like pride, people sometimes will be like, well, you should be proud of your kids or proud of like an accomplishment. And that's not, I don't think what the word it, it, the no. Bible is specific to. It's more about a, like and that's what they're kind of conflating. And it's like the pride of the Bible is more like a, a like a righteousness, kind of like a kind of like a haughtiness, like sort of just being like, I'm so full of my I, my own supply. I'm so good, I'm so full of my shit. Like that is, I think, the pride they're speaking of, not like, oh, you you graduated, you know, kumla I don't
2: even know if you I don't even know if if you should be proud of your kids like I think you should love your kids for who they are Mm -hmm. but like like I like the idea of like I mean I don't know like the idea of being prideful let's use that word not proud. like the idea of being prideful like I actually think a lot of parents go wrong when they're too prideful of their kids like I actually Mm -hmm. think the best parents Mm -hmm. are kids are people who are (laughs) humble about their kids like and like when I you know when I've talked to parents who are like yeah, like, my kid's, like, good at this stuff, but not good at this stuff, like, they're not a genius, but, like, we're proud of, you know, we're happy with what they're doing with their life, like, that's most people, hate to break it to everyone, (laughs) you know, like, not everyone's, not everyone's a genius, and, and I I think people who are, like, realistic and pragmatic about even their own children, I think that's a good a good way to look at the the world. I think like the people who are doing like this Gronk shit, like that dad, who's like so, so, so hyper training his son to be in football and stuff like that's pride and it's wrong. And he's fucking that kid up, you know?
3: And I, I will say, I mean, and it's funny that I'm kind of going to be the one like defending gay pride here, but um, like, like, I mean, I, I do think it's, good to have like a healthy self-esteem you know but i literally mean like healthy like like you're confident in yourself and who you are but you're not like i'm the shit i'm the best thing ever fuck everyone else you no know?
2: that's i think that's good a- and
3: so f- the gay thing i i mean I, ca- I again i'm not gay but the understanding that i have is okay you have like a weird time with navigating these like um taboo urges from a young age and it cause you know may cause you to feel guilt or doubt or whatever so then in some sense i understand wanting to just kind of be like no it's uh, it's okay or whatever like i'm cool actually not bad you know so i don't know that's just one like i i don't totally think that that's necessarily bad
2: no, I don't think that that's bad. I think accepting yourself I, you know I'm all about accepting shadow desires and all that <laughs> stuff and i I do think that being growing up with homosexual urges does create a lot of guilt and doubt, obviously. It's like the it's like my entire identity is based around that, but. <laughs> I like, I also, I think that there's a big difference between like, I've accepted who I am and I need to flash my giant fake tits on the White House lawn. (laughs) Like, I just think there's a big gap between those two things. Agreed,
1: agreed. I feel like this is proof that pride is for straight people now that it is. (laughs) Pride It's official. Happy Pride, straight Pride 2023. But I feel like I also think we could just build a society and teach kids to be accepting of themselves and other people. A, across the board, right, regardless you know, of if you're and gay. we just like do that, right? Like, wouldn't that that you you absolve you re, you don't need all this like special and it, that that isn't in the interest of like the regime and you know the the state they want to have as many divisions and you know classes as possible and distinctions because that's useful. But ultimately, what people need to to do is I feel like uh, that's what I would strive for. I, I wish we could uh, build. Better. I want to build back better with like, <laughs> with it's about like that, like uh, just some kind of sense of just like, uh, just true acceptance. That's all it really comes down to. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, you, you, sh- you should teach your children to be kind individuals. I don't think that that's wrong. <laughs> and you should, t- you should right. teach them to be kind to everyone. To yeah. everyone. <laughs> that should be a normal, yeah. you know, and that's actually not their impulse mm-hmm. because human beings we do have original sin and we are selfish and self-involved. So I do think you have to teach, I do, I do think you have to hone that skill within within your children. But anyway, I don't know. The other thing about being at Icarus Fest that really infuriated me is I never really thought before about how much the LGBTQIA plus agenda is used to fuel foreign wars. And when Mm -hmm. I really, like, when I, and a lot of people talked about that and that really got me angry in a whole separate way because I'm like, it is, it's not, it's not wrong. It's, it's true. Wait, first off, I want to say one thing before I say all this. I don't think it's bad to be gay. I don't agree with Basil (laughs) and people like that. I think it's fine to be gay. I think if you want to have sex with people of the same sex, you should do it. I don't think it's immoral. I think there's immoral ways to do it. Like I think a no loads refused cum dump is immoral, but <laughs> I don't think that it's it's inherently immoral to, to love and be with people of the same sex. I don't believe that. I never will. If you're not hurting anyone. It's fine. That's So that's my stance. But I was getting mad at Icarus Fest when people were like um, really talking. And it's true. Like if you think about it, like, everyone about Afghanistan is like, oh, but the gays and the women and like, you know, like, and Putin's, Putin's homophobic. And like, if China, if China had more power in the world, like the CCP would like, you know, they would, they would impose this homophobe, they're using it to, to, to justify (laughs) killing children. Mm
0: -hmm. So
2: I don't, I mean, to me, that's, that's the thing that really I've been thinking a lot about. And it makes me furious because that is, that's absurd that's an absurd use of it's so twisted so
1: that's what they're doing (laughs) i want to say i do think it's wrong to be gay i i think it's i think i i think it's right to be yourself i think everyone should be themselves and find out who they are but it's yeah i have no problems with any individuals it's it's just when they start like getting get, getting together with other people like them they start to get a little <laughs> bit nervous you know but i feel like everyone uh i'm, I'm kidding i hope i hope everyone gets that <laughs> <laughs> probably
2: not it doesn't matter i mean i don't care if people think it's it's wrong to be gay i just in my and in, in the way i'm gay now i i know that i'm uh I know that I'm not hurting anybody. You're good with God. I'm good with God. And the way I was gay when I was younger and being a complete whore bag, I was probably hurting myself. And the people who were involved with me were maybe in some way, shape, or form spiritually hurting themselves as well. Like, I think that that's a bad way to live your life. But I know plenty of straight whores, too.
1: So... Isn't no loads refused to kind of <laughs> generosity? I feel like that's a really gracious <laughs> way. It's a, it's a state of grace almost. Like, uh, treat geez, everyone with, with, with kindness. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: what were you saying?
2: <laughs> what treat did you everyone say? with kindness.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I'm not saying ca- all casual sex is bad. I think there's a way to have <laughs> fine casual sex. I also think there's a way to have spiritually
1: depleting casual sex. It, it, it's a fine line, you know. Stay pure um, and true. That's you know, if you stay pure and true to yourself, then you can't go wrong and you won't fuck up anybody else's shit either. You know? This is
2: actually, we were talking about this before you got on a this is where I why I think Army Hammer is innocent because <laughs> I think Army Hammer was having uh spiritually bad sex with mm-hmm. these women. But I don't think you can like text someone for like weeks and weeks and weeks being like, yeah, daddy, like pound pound my, my hole open and tie me up and treat me like a whore and then like go there and then do all that and then go back and do it like seven or eight more times. And then he says, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. That was fun. Glad we had fun and then get mad
0: because
2: mm-hmm. you feel like shit about it. That's dumb. Own your choices. Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> I, what I was
3: gonna kind of say about pool houses like just be yourself theory is that I think a lot there's a lot of people out there who have no idea where to even begin.
1: <laughs> of course. Just, yeah. Of
2: course. That's the problem. People aren't in touch with what they want, they
1: aren't in touch with their emotions. You know. For Ninety-nine dollars, I will tell you how to be. <laughs> So i'm just kidding um, i really uh, cool house that as is- a,
3: like mystical life coach is actually <laughs> may, might need to happen
1: but I can't, I legally can't charge money for it, but uh, I feel like I why we could charge money for it. No, this isn't a money-making idea, but when Q was saying, like, spread my hole open or whatever, I don't remember <laughs> what you were saying. I was like, we need Q drops, but it's like just like little, like, isolated snitches of, like, things that Q says, like, out of context. Because, like, I remember they used to do that on Loveline with Dr. Drew, and it was, like, really funny, and I, uh, I don't know. I feel like some of the things you say, Q, out of context would be really cute and I yeah. need an intern to...
3: <laughs> To go through and chop out the clips like that. If anyone listening wants
2: to be our intern, hit me up. Yeah. Now that I've said it, I'm sure someone probably has said "spread it, whore" or something like that. <laughs> I've been in some I've been in some situations that were probably like that. Okay. Um, Sam Brinton. <gasps> oh my gosh. Our nemesis. He's
0: back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Sam Brinton, famous nuclear they Biden official, has been charged with a third airport theft.
3: That is insane. Um, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) how did we get here? he's 30 he's
2: he's 35 years old so he's i I guess he's a little older than me but he's close to my age he was arrested in rockville maryland he's being charged with grand larceny um this
3: person is like a
2: presidential appointee right (laughs) like (laughs) yes
3: yes. yeah
2: well he's fired now but okay um uh, and then yeah, so then I'm just reading all this stuff. He was accused of this Tanzanian fashion designer of stealing her luggage. Um, any
1: story where what? she she saw like she found out because her bag went missing and she posted about it like on social media like a few years ago. And then when he got busted, she was like that's my dress and like that dress. it's yeah. garb it was her like traditional like <laughs> like how is this motherfucker always so lucky with sizes too it's a little bit surprising but he um he that's how she got that one <laughs> she saw it on tv yeah i don't know how you fit your man body into
2: these clothes i mean first off the article makes me feel poor because like i've never carried a suitcase with whatever seven thousand dollars of clothes <laughs> inside, inside of it so i felt mad poor but you called it pool house you called it
1: he's a klepto uh, these people first of all yeah he's a klepto that I, no one see no one goes through this and i still want to know like the whole process but does he case that just
3: feels like a weird op
1: i don't know like
3: what yeah
1: well i think what it is is this administration is fake and gay i think by administration is not a legitimate Administration. I think there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of things. If you look into the oaths of office for Biden administration people, that's a little rabbit hole you can go into. Uh, I don't think these people are legitimately in office. There's some kind of corporate restructuring type coup going on, and I think that's why there's all these like frauds and just incompetent crazy people who are put into every single part of the apparatus you either are like in on this like corruption and running managing and running guns or whatever you're doing or you're a fucking kleptomaniac non-binary freak who you <laughs> in the department of energy who just can't like stop a fall stuff. guy <laughs> kind of yeah exactly like, I think it's just it's like a bunch of dupes and it's like, mm-hmm. but yes, you could put a bunch of like it, a bunch of crooks it's it's a corrupt administration from top to bottom. I think this is like it something is going on to I me mean, is not right in that buttermilk, let me tell you, and this is the great a great symptom of a bigger bigger, weird fucked up corruption. Yeah.
2: I can't believe they have this auto gynophile stealing all this women's luggage and then they have the. The trans titty flasher who's allegedly banned from the white house now and i was like what w- was was there plans to bring her back before
1: <laughs> like i don't i don't like you know yeah I mean? <laughs> we, love, we like you it was like probably really- <laughs> in the video service well yeah i don't know if
3: it was clinton he wouldn't have her back for like a personal strip tease or
1: something <laughs> Like so with Trump, to be honest, uh, Trump would have her back, heartbeat. Trump would have her back in a heartbeat. No, not gonna lie. That yeah, doesn't mean she- vote for him. Please still vote for him. <laughs> I do. I am starting to
2: feel like I have to vote for Trump. I really, I'm not, I really. I I don't trust Trump. I will go
3: on the right. Re- I don't personally. I don't buy it. I think he fits the all the counter narrative stuff too perfectly teeing him up for january 6 and even for covid i don't know i mean he could be used and manipulated or whatever but and he hired all the goldman people and i get what you're saying okay once he got in they controlled him or whatever i don't know but
1: no, they're right. all they're all in uh inner circles of power. I just they're all the kind of like I think Kennedy and Trump are more removed, right, from the more inner circles probably of power. And maybe Donald Trump is a time traveler, but uh I think a your instincts are probably not incorrect. I, I don't think you can trust anyone who runs for president ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> all right,
2: I have a question for you guys as we're I guess probably ra- getting close to wrapping up. Should I attend the banned book readathon <sighs> happening in the park near my house because parents got mad about the pornographic gay books um, in the local library. You
3: should go and, and- bring, like, Michael Hoffman and, like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Protests. <Yeah. laughs> and they're all... Obs- it's still the same fucking book, Genderqueer, with all this, like, weird shit in it. Um,
1: It's the Turner Diaries for like, um, like the LGBT youth, like whatever moments, trans kids moment. The Turner Diaries was that OKC book that was like used to kind of turn people against, um, like the the mm -hmm. whatever militia movement. And now this book, why is it in every single library? That book is always the center of the story. It's super weird to me.
2: I know. I just, I I kind of want to go to the event just because I'm like, I. I'm it just like, curious.
3: I mean, I would love to hear your like, you know, debrief.
2: But it's just like, okay, first off, they're having a drag queen story hour at the event, which I've never seen. Oh, one. Lord. Oh, my God. Okay,
3: This is another <laughs> one that's going to be crawling with feds, too, by the way. yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. And here are the readers. It's a four hour event. The yeah. first reader is Harmonica Sunbeam. Oh my God. The city council person is gonna be there, the director of the library, our Sikh, our Sikh mayor, Rob.
1: Oh my God. This is just like um, no, wait. So this is for parents who like are mad their porn is banned from their kids' school. They're gonna film porn rally with their kids and kids.
2: Yeah, I'm actually just reading all the names cuz I I stopped reading the names cuz I was nervous. I was going to I was going to see someone I actually know on the list, which is possible. <laughs> but um it's yeah, Libs of TikTok says the mayor of Hoboken, New Jersey and other elected officials are teaming up with with the public library to offer a drag show and a band books readathon. Kids can win the band books um at the at the event. So hmm. Hmm. No. I'll go. I'll, I'll stop by. I go on long walks, so I'll bring my. I'll be in the back with my elf bar. You
3: need to bring <laughs> your like Infowars microphone and like, <laughs> like.
1: I think you should interview train. people. I do. Yeah. I think. <laughs> be like hey what is it about genderqueer that you like for your eight year old like some
3: gay porn and like hand it out to the kids at the thing
2: that would be funny I. what if I really bring like I have a stack of like vintage like gay porn magazines and what if I like bring them and I have like I like set up I like set that up a little blanket pride, and everyone like like how long do you think it would be before someone would say something I have this one really funny one too that's all these like dungeon fantasies I I should bring that one
0: it it's like actually, it's, yeah
2: sorry <laughs> no that's it it's just like very much like and then the master ties the slave down and sodomizes him with the butt end of the whip or whatever
1: i bet i bet it, i
2: bet it could get away with it for like an hour before someone- <laughs> oh
3: for sure people would be because you would always be like oh like are you saying i'm not welcome
1: here <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that that one out myself. I'm gonna get the master whip quote uh, Q drop for myself. I'm it's gonna be like NFTs, and it's gonna be like these little snippets, and we tokenize them and we sell them. That's the that's the grift. Q drops. So they're just a little out of context quotes, for you. like snippets, token, <laughs> blockchain. Right.
2: I'll it. go. and We can we can talk about it next week. Um, well, plus <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna this. I think this will air after, but you're gonna attend the debate, right? Virtually. I
1: will be actually in the East coast. So like, uh, yeah, I, I need to figure out yeah, my situation, <laughs> but with a uh, family and whatnot, but no, it's on my calendar. I am thrilled. This is very exciting. Great. Well, we're going to obviously anyone who's friends,
2: when we get to the like Q and a part, we're going to make them speakers. So I,
1: uh, I look, <laughs> I look forward. This is quite, this is an event. Like I'm very excited. I, I am pleased to, uh, I am just, I'm, my popcorn ready i'm pleased to be i'm pleased to be there yeah all right
2: guys well should we wrap it up
1: we should wrap it up i think yeah this was really fun thank you
2: yeah it was so good to see you it's good to see your <laughs> face yes. and um love to both of you and love to the listeners and we'll talk soon all right bye. all right bye